Welcome to the Taste and See podcast, a place where we can discuss our experiences in the kingdom of God and discover how we can impact the world around us, thereby being the salt and light of the earth. Here is your host, Josh Emmer. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Taste and See podcast. I am so glad that you are able to join in and listen today. If you're new to the Taste and See podcast, we are a kingdom-based podcast that exists to encourage saints, empower believers, and reach the lost with the goodness of God. We're currently wrapping up a series called He Shall Be Called, which dives into Isaiah 9-6, where we read a prophecy that describes Jesus 700 years before he was born. Isaiah 9-6 reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What's amazing is that this announcement was made 700 years before Jesus would actually enter our world. Four names and characteristics that perfectly and accurately describe the nature of Jesus. It is my prayer that throughout this Christmas season, we would not simply acknowledge these names of Christ, but that we would boldly approach the throne room of God and declare who Jesus is in celebration. He's not just a baby in a manger. He is a great redeemer who is still on his throne. The first week of our series, we discussed Jesus as a wonderful counselor. We find a Jesus that was born with this supernatural capacity to offer the most marvelous counsel and advice we will ever know and experience. He is the perfect Messiah. He is the one who provides us with all the counsel that we could ever need. Furthermore, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus teaches us willingly and freely. In the second week, we took a dive into Jesus' mighty God. Through his omnipotence, through his supreme power, Jesus is not subject to physical limitations like you and I are. Jesus, in fact, is the one true God, Jehovah, and he possesses all the might, power, and strength. And this might is unparalleled, unequaled, and unmatched. No one is as mighty as he is. And Jesus is the one who silenced the waters. He moved the mountains. He strengthened the weak. And he's still in the business of doing that today. With this truth, how can you not let go of what hinders you from living your life the way God intended? His power can handle it. He is a name above all names. And friends, he has already won. Last week, we explored the third name that Isaiah gives Jesus, Everlasting Father. Jesus, our Everlasting Father, is the God of continuous existence. He is the Alpha. He existed before time and space began, and he has existed without a need for anyone or anything. In fact, he wasn't even created. He is also the Omega, who was, who is, and who is to come. And he rules over his children with love, grace, compassion, mercy, kindness, and freedom. He is the Messiah who protects his beloved, comforts his children, and provides for his people. And finally, here we are. The day has arrived. Soon we will be celebrating the coming king and ushering in a new year in his presence. This week we are wrapping up the series with He Shall Be Called Prince of Peace. In the dark world we live in, we need a little peace, don't we? I am honored today to be able to provide you 
a message that had a tremendous impact on my life in this area of peace in the midst of chaos and darkness. I've had the privilege for the past year to sit at the feet of one of the greatest communicators of the gospel and spiritual leaders that I know. Pastor Eric Reeder is co-pastor of Church of God Sarasota, where he leads our congregation alongside his wife, Marsha. Just over a month ago, Eric and Marsha received some tough news, but as Eric shares in his message, even in the midst of the valleys, our hope is in the one we call Emmanuel, God with us. I pray that you are encouraged by this message and that it would provide a spiritual boost of sorts into the new year. So friends, lean in and listen, and join me in welcoming Pastor Eric Reeder. need or situation in this room tonight that God can't handle. There's not a single need or situation in this room tonight that God can't handle. So here's the question that I have for you. Who do you need tonight? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But who do you need tonight? Because God is and will be all things that you need. Who do you need? He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is with us right now. But who do you need? Is it Jehovah Jireh? The Lord our banner? His name is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Ra, maybe the Lord your shepherd. Is that who you need tonight? As we go through these names of God tonight, the songs that we just heard and these names that we hear from scripture, just reach out and claim the one that you need in your life because there isn't a single situation in this room tonight that God cannot meet and handle. How about Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner? Do you need the Lord to be the banner over you tonight? Jehovah Shema. You ever need the Lord just to be here? The Lord is here. How about this? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He is where our health, where our healing comes from. Jehovah Shalom. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. For to us, a child is born. Isn't that exciting? To us, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That's who he is. Can we say that's who he is? He's all those things. He's whoever we need him to be in our situations tonight. And you can claim that and know that is the truth. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. Everything we talk about tonight, it points back to Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. Did you know it's all about Jesus? Did you know that? I mean, think about it. You need peace in your life tonight. You need peace in something in your life tonight. We're talking all about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You need peace. We need peace. We want it. We search for it. We want peace. 
Can we just say there is no way that any of us can ever truly know peace without knowing Jesus? I mean, everything that we hear about in the Old Testament, about peace and the prophecies and Jesus coming, I mean, and then Christmas and the Prince of Peace arriving and, and then what Jesus said to his disciples and said to us and said to his people in scripture about peace and how we can have peace. It really is about the greatest gift ever who is Jesus Christ. He is the greatest gift ever. And we can stand tonight, no matter what our circumstances are, and we can have peace and we can have gratefulness and we can have thankfulness and we can have gratitude in our hearts because Jesus is the greatest gift ever and we have him. So no matter what our circumstances are, as easy or as hard or what the season might be that you're in or we're in tonight, the truth is when you boil it all down, we can have peace in the midst of it, because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Circumstances try to get us to focus on something else. Throughout our lives. But God loved us so much that He sent His only Son. That we, if we believe, have everlasting life. It's the greatest gift ever. What a gift. And his name is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. God sent him. He sent him into a world that was in chaos. Listen for just a second. Like, honestly, seriously. Shh, just shh. Just listen. Do you hear it? Even when it's quiet, the chaos in this world is still going on. Quiet doesn't necessarily mean there's peace. There's a lot of people in several states right now, Kentucky included, that we need to pray for. Houses devastated and lives lost. And things going on all over the world, even if they're quiet, silence, the chaos still ensues. But in our hearts, whether it's loud and chaotic or there's silence, we can have peace if we know Jesus, whatever the circumstance. Now that's really hard. That's really very hard to do. Or to know. But if you have ever experienced true peace, the Prince of Peace, you know it. What is peace to you? What is peace to you? Is it, is it whenever you uh, have that quiet moment? I mean, maybe you just maybe peace to you, you equate it to quiet or silence, or maybe it's when you're really cozy, wearing your pajamas in your living room with the Christmas tree on and all the other lights off, and you got your coffee mug and the Christmas movie is on, and maybe that's what you I'm peaceful now. Or maybe it's when you have enough money. Do you feel peace when you, is that really peace that we're talking about tonight? Or maybe when there's no stress. That's when there's, there's actually peace. Really? But can we have true peace even when there's stress? 
when the season isn't so peaceful? What is peace? Well, some, somebody might say it's the absence of war or conflict. Somebody might say it's when quarreling friends make up. There's peace between them. Some people might say that it's, uh, it's when to, uh, a husband and a wife are getting along or a family is getting along. Peace. Sometimes people say it's when I'm resting. Well, Webster says it's a state of tranquility or quiet. Oxford says it's a state of being calm or quiet. However, peace in the Bible is something a little bit different. Some of these words I'm saying right now come from a resource called from Words of Faith, Hope, and Love. I like the way they put it. Biblical peace is more than just the absence of conflict or a state of rest. It means complete wholeness or completeness. It points to the presence of something else. In the Hebrew, the word in the Old Testament is shalom, peace. It means completeness or soundness and welfare. Shalom often means making restitution. It's a wholeness without deficiency or lack. Peace in the New Testament comes from a word, arene. And according, according to Strong's Concordance, it means one, quiet, rest, and maybe sometimes to join together and make whole. Therefore, it means unity. A family where the relationships are together. And so the biblical definition of peace is on the screen. The peace of God is different from the peace of the world. Biblical peace is more than just the absence of conflict. It's taking action to restore a broken situation. It's more than a state of inner tranquility. It's a state of wholeness and completeness. Biblical peace is not something we can create on our own. It's a fruit of the Spirit. God is the source of peace. He is Yahweh Shalom. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He gives us peace in three ways. Peace with God, peace with others, and peace with ourselves. That gives new meaning to the song, Silent Night, Holy Night, Sleep in heavenly peace, doesn't it? When Jesus was on his way, God knew that the world was in desperate need of the kind of peace that Jesus could bring. Can we say right now that our world today is in desperate need of the kind of peace that Jesus can bring? And we need the kind of peace that, bring, that Jesus can bring in our own lives. Have you ever experienced that kind of peace before? Have you ever experienced the Prince of Peace in your life? I have. I can testify right now of times that there was no way that there should have been peace in the situation. There was one night that a very horrific thing had happened. It was actually a murder-suicide. And my wife had been with the daughter of the mom who had been killed. And it was a horrific situation. The story is not for this time. 
But the part of the story that is for this time is this. My wife called me, she was already at the scene, she was already at the home, not at the scene of the, of the, of the, of the murder, but at the scene of the grandma's house where Marcia had taken the daughter to, and they were finding out what had happened. She called me, told me how to get there, and I was on my way. I came, I prayed the whole way, I didn't know what I was going to face. I didn't know what the scene was going to be, I didn't know what it was going to be like inside of that house. But I knew this, there was no answer that I had for what just happened. I knocked on the door, and the grandma, the mother of the daughter who was just killed, answered it. She looked like a ghost to me, white. And I thought, she's about to have a heart attack. She's about to have a heart attack right now. Complete devastation. I grabbed her, walked her towards the couch. She sat down and she said, oh, Eric. I knelt down in front of her like this and I began to pray. And the only words that could come out of my mouth were, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace. Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, you are the Prince of Peace. I pray for your peace right now over and over and over again. It's the only thing that I could pray. And I will tell you that the Prince of Peace came onto the scene in that moment. It was horrific. But even in the midst of the circumstance that was complete chaos, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, arrived on the scene and brought a peace past understanding. I heard testimony last week, a couple weeks ago at our men's group where one of our men was on his way to a very, very important doctor appointment. And he didn't necessarily have peace. He was scared. But he testified that somehow, miraculously, there was music in his river car that was not music, scripture on a CD in his rent-a-car. How would that possibly be there? And he began to listen to it and, and began to hear scripture. And he said, as the scriptures were being said, a, a peace came over him that he could not explain. And he just cried. And he said he got to his hotel and he slept all night in peace. He was thankful for that peace. I heard testimony at that same men's group about another man who was on a flight from somewhere back home and a girl was on this flight and she was having a panic attack before the flight took off. Had never been on a plane before, was completely in panic. He, another another person or whatever, another and one of the, the flight attendants turned around to this girl and he said to this girl, somebody told me once that when you feel this way, just say Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. And he began to say it over her, and she began to claim it, and all of a sudden, she had peace. These are testimonies that you cannot deny. The Prince of Peace came on the scene when there was no peace. And you, if you've ever experienced anything like that, you know exactly what that is. It is supernatural. It is the power of God being Jehovah Shalom. Jesus, the Prince of Peace in your circumstance. 
I can tell you over the last couple of months, and even before this in my life, I can tell you over the last couple of months, especially the last several weeks, there have been many times that I've woken up at night in the middle of the night and my mind would begin to go. And I can tell you, and I'm just so thankful that I can testify about this, that as soon as I start saying things like in my own mind, not even out loud, but in my own mind, Jesus, Prince of Peace, the peace of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, I will wake up later. Fall back asleep. Jesus is peace. Who has a name? And his name is Jesus, and he is the Prince of Peace. Amen? Jesus is that peace. And peace not only has a name, peace has a story. Peace not only has a name, peace has a story. Jesus was born, he lived, he told us and his disciples all about it. And this is how we fight our battles, by the way. And then he went to the tomb, and the Bible says this, but he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. It's all about the relationship. It's all about our relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son, the Prince of Peace. Remember, when there's not peace, it's because there's something that has broken the, the relationship, broken the situation. And tonight, we're talking about this situation, this relationship right now, our relationship with God. If we do not have peace in our heart, ultimately, maybe it's because we don't yet have peace with God. So your peace has a story. Peace not only has a story, but your peace has a story, and your peace has a name. Can we just say hallelujah to that? Your peace has a story, and your peace has a name, Jesus. For us, a child was born. For us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And just look at some of the things that Jesus said in Scripture, and the Scripture tells us about peace. Jesus said, I have told you these things, Jesus said this and says this to us. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Peace has a story. He has overcome the world. <laughs> By the cross and the empty grave. In the midst of every circumstance, this is true. Jesus said, and he said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. The Bible encourages us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. The Bible encourages us to rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do you hear that? Emmanuel, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Isn't that interesting? With thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
with thankfulness, with 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 gratitude. Wait, wait, what? I, I don't necessarily. I don't feel like being thankful right now, God. You ever be? You ever be like that? God, I don't feel like I don't feel like I should be grateful about this situation, God. And I just like you, we can all be just as human as anybody else. <laughs> we can all be just as real as anybody else. We can all be like, God, but how many of you, whenever you feel like that and you choose by faith and receive God's grace and turn back to thankfulness somehow, Lord God, I thank you. If nothing else, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and his love for me and all the truths that you tell me about. Things can change in our spirit, can't they? And the promise and the peace of God, the peace of God. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples, I, by peace I give you, my peace I, I leave with you. I do not give it to you as the world does. Look, I'm with you. I like sometimes to sit with the Christmas lights on and turn on that Christmas special <laughs> or movie and watch that thing and eat some some Christmas M&M, peanut M&Ms, which are the best ones. There are never better M&M, peanut M&Ms than the Christmas ones. I've got four bags up in my house right now ready for the men's party. And I opened one a couple nights ago and it's half gone already and I, I haven't even put out a bowl because nobody, I, I just, oh, I, anyway. And I can sit there knowing, I anyway. This feels peaceful, this feels cozy, this feels nice. And it does. But then, I turn and look at my wife sitting there, and I remember that right now there's a situation that doesn't feel so peaceful. And I see that she's having to deal with this. And then by God's grace, he reminds me of his love and his power and his, his surrounding and his, the fact that he never leaves and, and that he is the way that we can have peace. He reminds me of, well, last night when you felt that, and you, you, you went back to sleep. And then he reminds me that in the, the days leading up to the, the doctor, the oncologist appointment on Friday, how many times I've struggled with focusing in and being thankful and having peace. But when I did, I had it supernaturally, and my wife did too. And all the prayers and all the love and all the surrounding and all, the, and all of that and the angel armies that he has put into place. And then he reminds me that even though we maybe didn't get three zeros, we got two. And the two that we got were the ones we were, that as soon as she said zero, M, zero, M, zero, my wife's arms went like this up in the air. And I said, how the glory of God out loud. And we were able to be like, thank you, Jesus. And then 
after that moment, going into the rest of the evening, how there really was a peace, even though the situation isn't gone. There's no way we can muster that kind of stuff up ourselves. The only way we can do it is when we step in faith and choose in our mind and our heart to turn with somehow thanksgiving or gratefulness to Jesus, our Lord, to God, our Father, and say, Lord Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace. You're the only thing I got. I need you right now more than anything. And you know what? The situation is swirling around. The chaos is swirling around. And this may be true in your life. It has been true in your life. But in the midst of that chaos and in the midst of that swirl, you and I can and will have peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That is the truth that will go with us every single day of our lives. So we can be thankful somehow by faith, even when that doesn't make sense to our human selves. And thank you, God, for your grace whenever we aren't necessarily thankful. <laughs> you let us come back to our senses and you love us just the same. Amen. And that peace that transcends understanding will guard your heart. Isn't that a good thing? And your mind. Isn't that a good thing? Would you just choose tonight to let the, the peace of God guard your and guard your mind? Many times our hearts, all the time our hearts, and our minds need guarded if you're like me. Listen to this. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord. May the God of all hope, therefore, may the God of all hope, isn't he the God of all hope? He's the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, peace is not something that we can, the peace of God is not something that we can muster up within ourselves. It is a gift of the Spirit. When we turn to God and we step in faith and we step in trust and we step in obedience, our lives are filled with joy and peace as we believe. What a gift! All this is made possible because of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. I was reading something, a devotion earlier this week that was about peace in a storm. And a lot of times we think about this, the, the, the story in the Bible when Jesus calmed the storm and we think about it like that. And that's true, he did, he did, he calmed the storm. He got up and he said to the wind and the waves, enough. And the storm was, was calm. There was, a, there was a take on this particular devotion that I never really had jump out to me in this scripture story before that was very, very for me right now, maybe for you. When Jesus calmed the storm, this is in Mark chapter that day when evening came, he said to the disciples, let's go over to the other, let us go to the other side of the lake. Leaving the crowd behind, took him along. 
just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Probably tired from all the ministry, all the work he had done. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, there are some translations that say the word peace, be still. It's not the same word of peace of shalom or the, the word of peace that we hear in the New Testament. This particular word peace or quiet be still literally means that Jesus said the word silence to the winds of the waves. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, has the authority through our faith to say to whatever that storm is, silence, enough. But even if he doesn't, his peace is still available. But that's not even what jumped out to me. What jumped out to me is this. How was Jesus asleep? He may have been tired or he may have been worn out. But how was he down there asleep on a cushion when this furious squall was coming up? They were in the Sea of Galilee and they happened to be in a place that I learned as I read this devotion where that kind of thing could happen all the time. But the disciples were freaking out. And you can see, you can see Peter even not just saying, Jesus, um, mm, can you please wake up right now? Peter's probably screaming at him. He's, he's screaming, he's freaking out. And then Thomas is like, brother, I mean, whatever. <laughs> All the personalities were there, okay? But Jesus was asleep. He was at peace. How? Well, if you back up to the very first thing he said, he said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Jesus knew they were going to get to the other side, no matter what came. He could sleep, he could be at peace, he could be resting, because he had said it. He had said already to his disciples, let's go to the other side. He did not say, let's go to the middle of the lake and get into a swamp and drown and die. He said, let's go to the other side. And let me say this right now, whatever it is that you situation you may be going in that you need peace in the storm in or maybe the, the, the chaos that's going on. If Jesus is saying to you, I'm with you through it, which he has said, Jesus has promised to be with us constantly. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. As you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. He does not say as you go in the middle of it and stop. As you go through it, we are going through the storm. 
We are going through the valley. We are going through the situation. We are going through the chaos. We are going through it. We are going through it. How do I know? Every single one of us in here are living life. And life isn't always cozy socks and peace and quiet and kind of mustering up something that feels like peace. But we are going through actual life, all of us. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is going with us through it. And he's saying to us, let's go to the other side. And when you go through this, and when you get to those places in life where it doesn't feel so peaceful, I'm with you. And I love you. And I'm surrounding you. And I'm holding you. And I'm encouraging you. And Jehovah, my Father, is anything you may need. He's always there. He is the Prince of Peace. So, we can proclaim, hope has a name. His name is Jesus. And His name is Prince of Peace. And He is our peace. And no matter what, we can look at our circumstances, and we can choose, and we can turn, and we can say, I am thankful for you, Lord God. I am thankful. I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it. But by faith and by and the honest truth is, when I boil it down in my heart and my soul, I really am thankful, God, for your love for me. Because really, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I live my life. And I know that I can choose to be thankful and choose to be grateful and find what there is to do that. And you know what we do when we do that? We actually worship God. In the chaos, in the spin, in the cloud, and all those things begin to seem further away than they actually are. They are real and they are hitting. This is a real situation that we are facing and that we are fighting us our family right now. This is real. We can't just... God can heal supernaturally at any moment. He can do that. And we will stand amazed and we will be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. We, we believe that that moment can happen just like that. Boom. Just like that. He can do it in Marsha's life. He can do it in your life. The Lord God can stretch out a hand. Jesus can say, stretch out your hand and it stretches out. I mean, he can say Lazarus come forth and he came forth. I mean, all of these miracles do happen, have happened, and will happen. And we believe that kind of instantaneous miracle can happen. But the truth is, life, this situation, your situation, they're real. But in the midst of them, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And you know what? When you when we choose to worship all the scripture and all the voice of God and all the songs and all the worship songs and all the truth and all those things. When we center in on that, when you and I center in on those things and on Jesus Christ, when we rejoice in the Lord, when we rejoice in the Lord, when we pre- present our requests to him with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts, when we, then the peace of God, then the, then the peace of God comes for you and for me it guards our hearts and guards our souls. But again, the end of that scripture, guard your heart, guard your mind in 
Christ Jesus. It really is all about Jesus. Aren't you thankful? We can say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Can we can say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And that is the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Prince of Peace. Thank you for listening to the Taste and See podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and empowered by our conversation today. For future and past episodes, please follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the taste and see podcast. Now go live for the kingdom and always remember that the Lord is good.